Hello and welcome to Let the Record Show, a Sevilla Law podcast. I'm Kelly Mize, attorney at Sevilla Law, where we help you through life's transitions. Today, I'm going to talk about some prep work you can do before putting your spouse in a nursing home. But first, just a reminder, if you have any questions about this topic or anything regarding estate planning, probate, and more, you can visit our website, www.sevialaw.com, for our blog and more resources to help you. So this episode actually comes from a situation that I had with a client not too long ago. So my client, I'll call her Alice, came to me saying my husband, whose name is, let's call him Bob, is very bad off. You know, he's falling a lot. He's having trouble bathing and getting around. I'm having trouble taking care of him. I think it's about time to put him in a nursing home. What can I do to prepare? First of all, a big thing that I usually try to do is get assets out of Bob's name. And you might be asking, why is this? If you remember from our last episode, the asset limit for Medicaid is $105,000 for a married couple, and for a single person, it drops to $2,000. So why is this important for Bob and Alice's story? Because oftentimes what we see is that the well spouse or the spouse that's not going into a nursing home will actually pass before the spouse that is in the nursing home due to stress due to, you know, financial difficulties, etc. So to unpack this a bit, let's say that Alice puts her husband, Bob, into a nursing home. They get Bob on Medicaid, and they combined have $105,000 of joint assets. They're both on the house, they have joint checking, savings, and Bob is the beneficiary of Alice's life insurance, which let's say is $80,000 for easy, easy math sake. Now let's say that Alice passes away before Bob. And Bob has pretty much deteriorated at this point. He has developed dementia and is pretty out of it. Now, not only is he the surviving spouse, he inherits all those assets. But now he is a single person, which means that his assets cannot go above $2,000. Well, now, Bob, because his assets are so high, he has kicked off Medicaid in what could be the final years of his life, leaving his kids scrambling to private pay for his care. He might have to be moved. They might have to find a different facility. His medications may be delayed. All stuff that you don't want to have happen to you in the very last years of your life. So if you're someone who is concerned that you or your spouse may need long-term care in the more immediate future, come in and see us to talk about what options you have and what you can do to protect yourself and your assets. I also get the question a lot is, how do I choose the best facility? Like, how do I know that the, the spot that I'm putting my spouse, my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister is the best one? And a lot of that's gonna largely going to depend on location the health and mental status of the person, and of course, cost. So you essentially have those two options of either private paying, which means paying out of pocket, or paying uh, with Medicaid. So I have a list here in my office that I keep whenever someone says, you know, I put mom in Shady Pines and she hated it and it burned down while she was there. Or conversely, if someone says, I put dad in Melrose Place and he loved it and they were just so good, we keep track of that information so we can help give suggestions. There are also free services out there to help you find the right one, and we're more than happy to give out recommendations. 
Additionally, visiting the facilities is a good idea. I remember I was in one to do a signing uh, with an older gentleman. And honestly, I think I could have walked out with someone and no one would have noticed. It was terrible. They gave us the code to get out of the doors right in front of everybody. So I'm like, anybody can just walk out of this place. Also, you want to ask family and friends who have been through similar things. So that's always helpful to get it from somebody you trust. And one thing in closing that I will say is that if you're thinking there is a chance that you will start out private paying and then have to transition into Medicaid, you want to make sure that that facility accepts Medicaid. Because what I have seen happen and what I don't want to happen to anyone is that, let's go back to Bob. Bob's in the nursing home. Alice is private paying, and then the money runs out. They apply for Medicaid, and they're accepted, but the nursing home Bob's in doesn't accept Medicaid. So now he has to be moved, which creates a lot of stress and anxiety, not only for Bob, but for his family as well. So it's really important to look at all your options and decide what is best for you. If anything that I've said in this episode resonated with you, come on in, sit down with me, and let's come up with a game plan. That's why we're here. And for awesome listeners of this episode, we have a special discount for the first five listeners to mention Let the Record Show by giving them 10% off any elder law services. And that's it. Remember, if you have any questions about this topic or anything regarding estate planning, probate, or more, you can visit our website, www.civialaw.com, for our blog and more resources. I'm Kelly Mize, attorney at Civil Law, where we help you through life's transitions. The information you obtain in this podcast or on our site is not, nor is it intended to be, legal advice. You should consult an attorney for advice regarding your individual situation. We invite you to contact us and welcome your calls, letters, and electronic mail. Contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Please do not send any confidential information to us until such time as an attorney-client relationship has been established.